0: Tony is very lucky that his father is a better person than Olly. And I think you, 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 you are an ostrich.
1: Next Tuesday, April Fool's Day is the biggest fool in Manchester, and that is you, David my
0: Football
2: heritage. <laughs> no one wants
1: to be a fullback as a kid. No one wants to grow up and be a Gary Neville.
2: But, unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football.
1: Hello everybody, welcome to the second episode of the Baller Boys podcast I'm your host Vis Vash, you can call me Vis And today my co-hosts are Rahul Hello, hello and Kaiser. Hello. So, guys, uh, before we get into the podcast itself, I just want to say thank you very, very much for all the support that you've shown so far. And the feedback that we've got from the first podcast has been amazing. And if you haven't checked that out, um, we covered Manchester United, Chelsea, as well as Norwich. And um, on today's podcast, what we're going to do is we're also going to Keep the same structure And we're going to be talking about Man City We're going to be talking about Arsenal And we're also going to wrap it up with Watford So, um, Kaiser, maybe you want to take us off With talking about last season's Premier League champions
2: uh, Unfortunately, they had another record-breaking season They weren't doing amazing at the start But Guardiola really adapted to their pandemic football with his contained calm approach and went on a 15 match winning streak from december to march that's man uh, yeah which is a record um and so what did he do um i think the main thing we saw the two players that stood out uh of course diaz who came in for 62 million shot up the back line but in terms tactically the full backs were instructed to come inside more rather than go high and wide and you can see how well cancelo Uh, did last season Um, really really good defensively and also creatively Gundogan was actually the top scorer Um, Hmm. filled in the KDB role Um, yeah that came out of nowhere Um, and so yeah an outstanding season but fortunately they didn't win the Champions League Yeah, (laughs) Uh, they fell the last (laughs) hurdle Um, first time though they reached the final so that's progress uh, for them but of course that's the Elusive After 1 billion, trophy. El- <laughs> that's progress. <So. laughs> One First final. Net, net spend. Uh, but no, that's an elusive trophy still. So um, I think that's going to keep Pep still rearing to go uh, this coming season.
1: Yeah, I think what Pep has done, right, is um, um, compared to the previous seasons, I think last season defensively, you know, there was... That was the main thing for Pep. His defensive numbers were the best it has been in his time at City. Am I, am I right, Kaiser, in saying that?
2: Yes, exactly. The defence actually had a huge improvement um, from the previous season. They were conceding around 0.97 big chances uh, per game and it dropped to around 0.5 uh, last season overall, which is a huge, huge uh, improvement.
0: And I think um, the other thing he did really well, which... Um, I myself can't decide whether it's a compliment or something I can moan about. Is using his squad so well. Um, If you're in such a position... So, like you said, Kaiser, Gunagan top scorer. Cancelo played such a good role, right? Coming inside from the right. These were players who weren't signed last season. They'd been there a while on the peripheries. um, And when you have such talent available at your disposal, right it gives you the chance to, to do these clever things and to adapt. Not many teams are in that position. I would argue probably them and Chelsea, I think, have have a squad where they can really chop and change. But he did that well. And, I mean, it, you, you saw it in the way they played as well. I think they were running less um, compared to their normal sort of high press. Um, and this is so clever. At the end of it, obviously, it's easy to say because they won the league. They made a Champions League final. But... So many players, so many teams have played so much football over the past year, it seems obvious now to say maybe we should try to play in a way which conserves their legs. So, I mean you have to give props where, where they are. They they did it really well. Despite of having a very stacked squad, like, you
2: know. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, they did win their fourth consecutive League Cup title. They love it. They love no the one, League no Cup. No one but... really cares about that, but Still, four trophies. Uh, yeah, four have you seen the, the draws they something get to Do, do you, look at yeah. the look <laughs> yeah. at the
0: draws, yeah. in any cup competition, <laughs> CT. But yeah, so. yeah, actually, yeah, in in any cup competition. That, investigate that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. F- like they literally actually. get League two draws up to the semi final <laughs> every year. <laughs> 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 Not that bad, but <laughs> something like that.
1: So yeah, the Premier League. I mean, they've done well. You know, like they always do. They're so consistent. You know the way they play. Yeah, but. How about the Champions League? I mean, what can we talk about what went wrong in that one particular game? You know, Kaiser, maybe you want to shed some light on that?
2: Yeah, I think that was interesting. I mean, again, um, I think not only the final, but even before that, we were discussing like, hmm, when is Guardiola going to change things up like he normally does? Yeah. Or finally, has he learned his lesson? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But he played without a six. Uh, he played Gundogan. He tried to change things up. I think he was very wary um because he had lost to Tuchel um in previous games yeah yeah uh before Champions League I think yeah. we had a discussion about that and um yeah I think he was being too wary and trying to adapt his tactics or maybe surprise Tuchel instead of focusing on how well his team had done and his own um tactics and uh, yeah I mean unfortunately that was uh that was an undoing Tuchel yeah and Pep is
1: Tuku yeah, had his yeah he <laughs> he's had his number. And for like, course, so, oh he's God. so he's uh, so known for you know overthinking, and uh, you know overthinking, tweaking, uh, tinkering to a point where it becomes counterproductive. And the fact that he went, you know, without a defensive midfielder, essentially he left out Fernandinho, he left out Rodri for that Rodri, game. Yeah. So the first game, was that confident, the first game all season, the
0: first game all season that he's done that. Why? You know what I mean? Champions why? League yeah, exactly.
1: Why? You know, maybe he was. I mean, like I said, you know, overthinking too much, it becomes cu- cu- counterproductive. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, let's let's talk about, you know, the transfers coming in now. You know, they've been pretty quiet in the, you know, in the transfer window, surprisingly. Mm, so, yeah. For now. For now, for now. But there's some talk on a Jack Grealish. Huh?
2: Yeah. Jackie Grealish. Oh, my God. I mean, this is... I mean, both him and Kane, I think um, terrible news if any of them happen. And I think at least one of them will. And it'll at least be 100 million um, for each of them. Uh, and I think he'll make a huge, huge uh, difference. Yes, um, Kane, some might argue, should be a priority because of um, Aguero's departure and only Jesus uh, mainly leading the line. Sometimes they play false nine, but uh, I think um, Kane would benefit really well from all the service he gets but let's talk about Grealish first he's on the verge uh, of signing Um, and I think he's a perfect fit for City I mean he's ball carrying chance creation so Man City were actually the team with the most carries into the penalty area last season Um, and so it seems a perfect fit with how Jack Grealish plays whether on the left or um, some even say he might likely more likely play uh, in the number eight or 10, uh, maybe rotating with Gundo. And he, does, um, he has uh, spoken out and said that he does prefer to play mm-hmm. uh, centrally uh, as opposed to the wing, even though he did play su- super well uh, for Villa on the, on the wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, so, um, that's so weird. His best yeah.
0: games, I feel, have come from the left. Yeah, um, And like you said, the best thing about him is the way he carries the ball, the way he dribbles. I don't know if he'll get the same sort of space if he comes central. He has played right. in the 8 or the 10 for Villa before, but I don't think he was as effective there.
2: As effective, um, yeah.
0: Exactly. And, and like you said, it's interesting because they've already got Gundogan, they've already got KDB there.
2: I mean, chance creation-wise, he was only behind uh, Bruno Fernandes from chance created from open play yeah. and mm-hmm. overall behind uh, KDB. And so his numbers, I mean, we all know how good he is. People were raring to see him every England game, uh, but the stats do really uh, back it up to what a phenomenal, phenomenal player he is so yeah. Yeah. so
0: so rarely you get a player where everyone loves you know no matter who you support yeah everyone loves Jagri likes to watch him play and yeah. I don't know what it is about no. him like I I don't know like but you just, just watch socks. him he sucks so- <laughs> his f- calves
2: bro look at this yeah I, see. <laughs> I mean he broke quarantine crashed his car and people still you know and still people matter. everyone loves him. <laughs> uh, is, yeah I'll be. Yeah, it's it's
0: very sad to see. But
1: do do City. City need a player like him? I mean, yeah, he's the perfect fit. And all. do they need someone like Jack Grealish right now? You know, to solve whatever the problems that they have, lah. Like, you know, I
0: I think that a lot depends on the Sterling question. Okay. Um, and I think before this summer, before the Euros, I think City were looking at probably offloading him, not offloading him, but I think they, you know, if an offer came in, um. Or if Sterling was saying, I'd rather go and play consistent football somewhere else because he hasn't started many ga- as many games as he'd like last season. Yeah, um, I think they wouldn't have sta- stood in his way. And then he goes off and he has a fantastic tournament. Um, Probably, I don't know, between him and Maguire, probably England's best players, I would say. Him, Maguire, yeah. Pickford, I think they yeah. have very sure, good tournaments. Well. Top scorer, right, Sterling? Top scorer for England, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah. Him, okay, and I yeah, can't this... remember the exact numbers. But then, then, so then you're, 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 you're back in this position now where before the summer the plan is pretty clear. Sterling, I reckon we could get quite a bit of money back for him. We look yeah. at getting Grealish in. Uh, but then, then the, he, get, he has the Euros that he has, now. what do you do now? I think that's the question they have to decide, right? Yeah, that's a big question. Big question because exactly. both of them are young. It's not like one of them is older and you can see a pathway or oh, Sterling in two years' time, you could look at him being 30-31. He's 26 as well. Jack Grealish is similar age. Yeah. 25, yeah. Whether it's the case, you can sort of try and shoehorn them in. Maybe that's why, Kaiser, you were saying they, they might play him in the 8 and the 10. Maybe they look at moving Gundogan on. Maybe they look at moving Silva on. And then mm. maybe you can see there's a there might be a case of fitting him in somewhere there. Sterling has played in the false nine before, perhaps done that before. Maybe he'll move him there, put Grealish on the left. But I think it's, it's similar sort of the case. We were talking on the first part about Haaland, right? When you get these type of players, it you, you, you sort of uh, forget about the shape. You forget about where they fit in the team. These players are generational. And I think Jack Grealish is a generational player. He's so good. I can't tell you really, no, on yeah, that, la, huh? he's so yeah, he good. Yeah, la. True, la. He's he is, so he good. Really. That Villa team without him are still a decent team. He's got half-decent players around him. But you just watch him on the ball. He's it's, it's, it's magic, bro. Yeah. It's, I, like, I'm like i such a huge fan. And um, any team, I think, if you got a chance to sign Jack Grealish, you sign Jack Grealish. Yeah, I, too I about you yeah. And then you Grealish think track. about where you fit him in after. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think ultimately, I mean, we always have discussion about, oh, there's already player A there, where player B comes, where this player play. But I think as mm. long as there's success in the team, and you're bought into the success, and I mean, players are willing to wait for a bit of game time, rotate, and there'll be so many games, especially during a World Cup season where mm. the World Cup will be happening in the middle. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, Very true. Um, I mean, of the of the next season, but... Yeah, I mean, there's way more um, space than we think. And I think, like Rahul mentioned uh, during the previous season, how well they use the squad. I think, um, yeah. And if you're sitting on the bench and earning
0: uh, 300k a
1: week, I think that definitely helps. Why not? Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) that definitely (laughs) definitely (laughs) helps. Let's not lie to ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. All said and done, I still think priority for City as a signing uh, would still be a striker. I think they really, really need a striker. I don't think Gabriel Jesus has it in him to carry on the legacy that Aguero has clearly left behind. No, and no. And uh I I mean they won last season and they played extremely well without a proper striker right but there were mm-hmm. so many times that you know I watched City play and even in the in the Champions League final I mean if they had an in and out striker like a proper striker uh, i.e. Haaland or a Kane or what you know I, I I honestly think that you know they would have got ahead and and there were so many so many instances where they could have you know used a, uh, with the help of a proper striker and and. And I really think City need to solve that issue. You know, even if it is an issue right now, who knows, right? So, I think Kane, Kane is, the, is the next one in line, right? Kaiza, what, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think you have a point there. I mean, they, s- they scored 20 less goals last season uh, compared to the previous season. Exactly, um, exactly. Yes, they did change their style of play. Uh, but I think it's definitely a worry, especially with Aguero's departure. Uh, but Kane is an interesting um, subject because he still has three years left on his contract. Daniel Levy is going to milk as much money as he can. So the price will be in way in excess of 100 million, I would think, um, if they were to pry him. Uh, Even though Kane has um, mentioned for a while now that he does uh, want to leave. um, And so that might help with negotiations. Um, But yeah, overall, I think um, regardless if he does come to City, yeah, imagine with all that um, service... I think that would be the Grealish, end of it Grealish Sterling it. Yeah. Br- De Bruyne like, yeah. I mean
0: the, the only thing is I mean everything like you said Kaza Is it worth the grief? Is it worth the grief negotiating with Daniel Levy? Is it worth the grief? Yeah Like like if we said If a number nine is so pivotal to the season coming This deal is not going to be concluded anytime soon The season starts in less than two weeks time So that means you're going to have to work on shape You're going to have to work on things without number nine Without Kane um, so that's another thing to consider He's he's himself coming back late um, From pre-season Kane as well As good as he is He's used to being in Spurs Where he's a talisman The build, the team is built around him um, I don't know I, I, I think there are a lot of questions around this I think it made more sense for United I thought Harry Kane made more sense for Man United And I thought when they mm. were first linked I thought the United links were stronger than the City links so I don't know. I don't know if it's the case where City are thinking about the homegrown sort of thing, or I don't know if they're thinking about changing it up. But it it just doesn't make sense to me. It seems like as if they've sort of had a look at everything and thought, who are the two most um, who are two players who can better the team. We can yeah. go out there and do, yeah, and that's Kane yeah. and Grealish. But it, it I exactly. just don't, I just don't think it's worth the the hassle. I think Grealish for sure, as you said, you can sign Jack Grealish, you sign Jack Grealish. Harry Kane, I don't think it's so simple. I don't think it's so clear cut.
2: Haaland, if you wait another year and grab him off Chelsea instead of Chelsea, yeah, that dad,
1: dad uh, played for City as well, right? Yeah, yeah. the connection. Yeah. I think he grew up so in City or Leeds the, or something. Yeah, so yeah, it, it, it doesn't
0: there. on the, on paper it is it's so stupid. Right? People be like, what are you talking about, Harry Kane's? best best striker in England. Mm. Uh, grew into the Euros tournament hat was really good. But I think if you look into it a bit deeper, I don't know if it makes as much sense.
1: Mm. Fair. Fair. So, I think we've talked enough about Man City and uh, if we talk a bit more about them, I'm going to get annoyed. Yeah, yeah. United <laughs> <fans>. <laughs> But jokes aside, I want to talk about this team. Very, very interesting team. Um, let's talk about Arsenal, Rahul. So, what do you think? You know, how did they fare last season? I think we can all agree that um, Arsenal did have a relatively poor season, right? So, Rahul, please shed some light on this. How are they looking moving forward?
0: Um, I mean, like you said, I, I don't think anyone, even the most positive of Arsenal fans, would say that last season was good. Eighth place, um, I mean, it's pretty shocking, right? Eighth place no yeah. European football, That is. that is... There's, there's nothing you can do to justify that. Uh, I thought, I re- I re- for some reason, I really thought they'll make the final Europa League and they might do it again. And then you can have mm. sort of a positive spin on the season. You play Champions League football mm. next season. Yeah. But then At least, they, yeah. But then they fucked it up against Emery. So that was, you know, that was all. like You could see it coming from a mile away, right? They lost in the semis <laughs> against uh, yep. Villarreal. So, uh, yeah, it's so hard. And I do, like, I do sympathise with Arsenal fans. And I think it's only testament testament. Uh, I don't like, it's, it's so dramatic, but like, it's a testament to how far they've sort of fallen off. I remember when we start first started from watching football, all of us probably, it was Arsenal United, right? Like, they yeah, were the two yes. dominant ones, Arsenal and Champions League finals, the invincible season. They were up there. Whenever they came to Anfield, it was awful. Whenever you went to Highbury, it was terrible. You, you know what I mean? These are places where yeah. you're yep. And now they've just turned into this whole meme club. I remember we were talking just before the pod, like the whole fan culture, Arsenal fan TV and things these are the it's things the you associate club. with like Arsenal <laughs> FC no but like that's the, th- that's the thing and like it's, it's, it is sad yeah. even is though sad.
2: even though they don't probably represent the whole fan base but <laughs> that's what we see yeah, we see,
0: yeah. The, 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 other, the other day I literally told someone I, can't, I don't think they watch football they really follow football much and I was like oh I'm starting a podcast I told my friends they're like oh like like the Arsenal guys I was like no no like <laughs> 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 okay, I hope not. I, uh, <laughs> not but yeah, but like, you see, like, but like that's what people associate Arsenal Football Club with, which is a, which is, I don't know, is 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 a shame. Is a shame.
2: Yeah, and I think an interesting comparison to do is as well. Um, I think that was at the start of the season we did Arteta versus Lampard a comparison. Mm. Very yeah, two similar that. cases. Um, yeah, ex players coming back um, to manage their teams, and you can see the two fates of the two different teams at the end of the season. Uh, One who, a lot more ruthlessly, um, but with a lot of evidence, um, sacked their manager and brought in Tuchel. uh, Them sticking with Arteta, yeah, I mean, it's like Rahul said, testament to how the club is being run, I think, uh, in previous um, seasons with um, not much credibility. Um, underperforming and yet they're backing him and I think we'll talk about the transfers a bit later they're backing him in quite a big way
0: yeah and like 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 you said the way the club has been run I think it's almost been um, not conducive to what they want to do in this window so I think in this window like you said they've taken the opportunity they've seen because of the pandemic finance the financial side of football has been pretty poor for most clubs but they've been a bit braver they pushed the board out in terms of transfers they spent quite yeah a decent amount um yeah. mostly incomings not many outgoings um 50 mil on ben white i think uh they brought in lokonga <laughs> as a midfield uh, <laughs> sorry sorry, <laughs> sorry. sorry.
1: <laughs> no it's not fair we can't uh, be laughing
0: at Arsenal no no it's not okay 50 million you're saying ben
1: White. yeah 50 million so, wait, should I start from the
2: beginning
1: yes. should I start from the beginning no I, I think that's so no, no 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 <laughs> <laughs> should we just continue because
0: f- <laughs> 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 yeah so I think I think if you look at this transfer window in isolation I would be encouraged if I was an Arsenal fan uh, 50 million on Ben White um, they've signed Lokonga Nuno Tavares, left back from Benfica. So Kieran Tierney can save his legs for the important games. Um, It looks like there's a well-thought-out transfer strategy for this window. It seems that everyone at the club is pulling or pushing in the right direction, which hasn't been the case uh, over the last few seasons. And that is definitely something, I think, which will affect them in this window and the windows coming. So, you know, in terms of who's been in charge of transfers or... Uh, the football side of things, has been Mislintat, and then it's been Raul Sanlehi, and now it's been Edu. Um, I think Edu is quite new to a role like this. But because of that, you see a bit of helter-skelter with their transfer strategy. Last season, you see them bringing in players like William Cedric on freeze, on decent amount of uh, wages. They spent £50 million on on uh, Partey, which don't get me wrong, he's a good player, he's very good for Atletico. At one point the season before they signed him he was one of the top players for ball carries in all of europe so on on, on isolation it looks good but then this guy's 28 years old and then this season you come and then they spend a lot of money on youth and it seems like they're trying to target players from the 21 to 24 year old range so it doesn't line up it doesn't line up and then you've got so much of your wages already stuck on players like William, which i think you find very difficult to ship now yeah very difficult Varied. And, and this this is what will hold you back. This is what will hold you back. And when you're in the middle of a rebuild and you're in the middle of a transition like Arsenal have been for arguably the last sort of good five to six, seven years, probably since Wenger left, you don't need these kind of things. You need a well thought out transfer strategy that everyone is on board with. And you look at the five year, 10 year horizon and you you know work towards that. He's and very reactive currently. He's very reactive. And then you've got like these weird things going on in the club as well. The whole thing with Saliba. A good player for sure. I mean, he's definitely a good player. Very young centre-back. They paid 30 million on him. He's gone back to France all three seasons. Not much said from the club. It's all sort of mysterious why they keep doing that. So these kind of weird things. And then you look at some of the other tra- business they're trying to do. 30 million on Ramsdale. Why? What you know? What? Why are you spending thirty million on? Is he there to become number one? If he's there to become number one, it makes the Martinez move e- look even worse. Yeah, that's yeah. the
1: that's the thing. Nonsensical. Yeah. You,
0: you know. So it, I'm. I'm. I. You know. I think. I, I. I try to look at it from a positive point of view for from an Arsenal perspective. But there's so much there which just isn't aligned. And when you look at clubs who can't compete financially, maybe with the Uniteds, the Cities, the Chelsea. So we talk about Liverpool. Leicester, all these clubs are well-run. Everyone from top to bottom knows what there is. If there's a plan to go for 21 to 24-year-old players with high salon value on short contracts, that's what we do. But it's not the case at Arsenal. And, you know, until they sort of find what they want to do as a club and all of them are doing it from the top to the bottom, um, you know, it, it will be difficult. It'll be very difficult. And I just don't see them... Definitely not challenging. They are definitely, you know, a couple levels below the Chelsea's United Cities. And I don't see them really coming close to Leicester or Liverpool this season either. So, it's, yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. And yeah.
2: I think in, pre- in previous seasons, it was like, I found it funnier. But I think now it's at the point where you're like, sort of like, okay, a bit of pity has come in. That's how bad it uh, is. Yeah. Because, you can't yeah, even laugh at them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You can't laugh at them because <laughs> you're just like, wow, this is a sad case and... Yeah, things do look bleak, I think, in, in in my eyes, um, as well moving moving forward. I think a whole big restructure is required. I don't think yes, maybe a manager appointment will help uh for a bit. Like you said, it's been going on for so many seasons. Center backs, they spent hundred and ninety million pounds in the past seven years. Yeah. And now they're spending another fifty million on Ben White. And so, not being
0: and not being funny, they'll start the season probably what, Rob Holding and Ben White as their as their centre back partnership, which is I don't know, it's not, it's, it's not something that strikes fear into you, or it's not something that you want to see your team
2: lining up with. If I'm, exactly. If I'm they want honest. the Kunde, uh, but he said no because of no, uh, so no, Champions, no Champions League, League football. League
1: football. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's a big, big impact, bro. You're not going to have that type of pull, especially like with a manager like Ateta, right? I'm not saying Ole is, every, Ole is getting all the players, but what I'm trying to say is, if you don't have the manager that is not attractive, and you don't have championship football. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, it's going to be very difficult for you to it's pull difficult. any players, you know, like top top talents. And and with, with their current players right now, Aubameyang and Lacazette, how old are they? You know, they're aging as well, right? Yeah. And, then, uh, I think one
2: one hope Arsenal have is Pepe. I think uh, yeah. he ended the season reasonably well, so they're hoping for him to push on. But I don't think him performing well in isolation is going to help this team.
0: And if, I mean, I forgot to mention when we were doing the. Review of the season as well. The core players who are there, so Kaiser, you mentioned Pepe. Saka and Emil Smith Rowe are very good players. Saka, I've been a big fan of since he started sort of uh, yeah. making more appearances for the first team. Such a good player, really brave, uh, carries the ball well. But most of all, I think he's very clever. He's such a clever player. When you see mm. the deci- his decision-making for someone of that age, right? I think yeah, there's definitely discipline. a player in there. And now when you look back at it, before he signed this new contract with Arsenal, we, Liverpool were in for him. Uh, so I can definitely see why that is. They've tied up uh, Emile smith with a new contract, giving him the number 10 yeah. shirt as well. Yeah. Which is great. And I think, like I said, the transfer strategy looks great. They bring in these young players to fill up these roles. But how many times have we seen this with Arsenal? They find this, you know, great talent and at the end of the day, it's a stepping stone for them. Your Fabregas of the worlds, your Alexander, you know, your, your, your songs, your, you know, all these players sort of use Arsenal as a as a place to develop and grow and then they move on. That's not the final product. That's not where they win the trophies. Yeah, yeah. So it is difficult because on one side, we're criticising them for spending on experienced players on high wages. Mm-hmm. Then they change the tra- strategy and spend it on young, youthful prospects. We are also, oh, wow, this is not the thing yeah. So it's very yeah. difficult. It's such yeah. a
1: difficult place to be. But I think let's give um, Arsenal the benefit of the doubt. Transfer window still long way to go. I'm sure they, you know, they're linked to uh, people like uh, Madison and uh, Odegaard, you know, and they and they and they need a number ten. So maybe that might happen. I don't know. Well, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I think spe- uh, again speaking to Arsenal fans, just to get a perspective from them, I think they think uh, the creativity uh, is definitely something they need help with. But then, then you yep. look further up the pitch as well. Someone was saying about Lacazette and obama young lacazette one year left on his contract a decision has to be made on him do you want to find a fee for him do you want to let him go on a free do you want to renew at his age i don't know if that's the right thing to do obama young since he signed the new contract has forgotten how to play football he's 32 years old as well so again it's like you know you don't want to be pessimistic but you look all over the pitch and the uh, fires to fight um i've seen links with tammy abraham but the fact that Chelsea are so willing to let him go um, tells you everything you need to know, and, and and I think that's a bit harsh. No, I think that's a bit harsh. But yeah, I, if I was an Arsenal fan, signing Tammy Abraham wouldn't be something where I'm like, ah, oh,
1: you know. Um, really, yeah. i would be, I'll be pretty excited. Really, you think so? Yeah, I like, I like Tammy Abraham. He's a different sort of striker, yeah. but I like him. I mean, he's I not think what's, shade. It,
2: he's, what's important right now for Arsenal fans is to set their expectations. I think, yeah, yeah, um, they have to. Yep.
1: They yeah, can't like be signing four, Benzemas and things like that, bro. No, but that's the difficult thing, right? That's the like difficult thing,
0: How do you, you, the size of Arsenal with a new stadium and things? This is just. This shouldn't be the bare minimum. This shouldn't be the yeah, expectation. This shouldn't be. Yeah. but
1: it is and what it is, right? Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. And it's it's a slippery slope. It's, it's hard to be optimistic uh, about where Arsenal's heading.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and we're not the only ones sounding, you know, so sad because every Arsenal fan that I've spoken to, you know, they feel the same way, Negative. and you they've also, them. you know, come to that that realization. They're not the sure. Arsenal of old anymore, you know. But
0: it, it can be done. It can be done. You look at again, uh, Liverpool, Leicester signing young mm. players. You know, when we sign players like Coutinho, yeah. Firmino, it it can be done. But like I said, the strategy has to be united. It has to be a united front from everyone at the club. Um, but it's encouraging. The, f- the fact they're spending money this window, I think is something very encouraging, Ho- uh, hopefully. Yeah, we'll yes. That and for, for, and any true. turnaround,
2: I think will take years and not uh, a short space sure. of time. Because for sure, five has, five years, year, ten year done, horizon. Yeah. For sure. Exactly.
1: All right, then let's talk about another team that's been also pretty active in the transfer window, a newly promoted team, and uh, defensively the best uh, team in the championship, Watford. So Watford finished second under their new manager, um, Cisco Munoz, who was appointed just in December, and uh, they've kept 23 clean sheets and only conceded 30 goals. They have had the best defense in the Champions League uh, in the Champions League plus, sorry, <laughs> in the championship <laughs> last season. And uh, Ismail Sa, he was their best player. I mean, 14 goals, three assists. He's the highest uh, scoring player for Watford. And uh, let's, let's let's talk a bit more about Watford. Um, Kai, is there anything you want to add for uh, Watford? I mean, w- what do you, what are your memories, best memories of Watford in the Premier League?
2: <laughs> best memories? Yeah. Well, Troy De- try talking a lot yeah. of shit usually. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think Watford is an interesting one, especially compared to Norwich. They're a lot more settled in the Premier League previously. I think before they got relegated, they were in there for five seasons. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really positive for them that they got straight back up, managed to keep a lot of their players... Um, And um, even though they changed their manager It turned out to be a very, very positive change As you mentioned, uh, when he came in Only three goals in 13 home matches uh, conceded 11 clean sheets So, of course, Premier League is a whole different ballgame Whole different ballgame Whole different ballgame But uh, yeah, the centre-back pairing is uh, one to take note of Um, Sierra Alta and Trost Ikong. I don't know how to say his name <laughs> properly. Apologies <laughs> if I absolutely <laughs> butchered that. Uh, but yeah, they've been... Um, I think there are some new names um, they have been essential in the back line. And I think on the left and right, we're more familiar with them. Uh, Massina and Femenia, uh from seasons past. Um, so yeah, I think there's uh, optimism, I think, for for Watford, especially if they can carry, off, carry on this uh, defensive... Um, strength but um, looking further up the pitch I think is a bit more of a worry
1: yeah so Rahul based on this sort of team's profile right remember we spoke on our previous spot I said that Norwich are you know going to get relegated <laughs> yeah. and you were on the side of you know the more they score the goals the more they're going to win and stay up right <laughs> <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> so with Watford this is more of them playing on their defensive attributes and more of like a maybe Sheffield sort of a uh, style mm. of play right and uh, so do you think this is the team that's going to go down uh, according to your sort of metric that you use? what do you think yeah now, <laughs> I have,
0: now I have to stick with it right I can't it's, yeah. <laughs> it's on record so. but, but, yeah. but I mean yeah I, I, I think based on um, based on previous data Now joking just uh, based on what <laughs> I've seen right purely observational I think these are the teams normally that struggle a bit I've, mm. the ones that have always done defensively well in uh, the championship and so on I think they tend to struggle yeah. and it's compounded by the fact that when you look what they've got up front it, I don't think it's great Ismail is a good player um, yeah. I, I don't know if he'll be able to do it by himself uh, they've got Seymour on the other wing, which I don't think his numbers were great in the championship. So I can't imagine what they'll be in uh, the Premier League. João Pedro is uh, no, no. But, <laughs> but honestly, you, like, <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah. That's are true, ta- yeah. like, like we, talk, we talk about Buendia the other day. Fifteen goals, seventeen assists. Like if he does if he does half of that next season it's for the Premier Villa, League, a, yeah, yeah, yeah wow. that'd be wow. amazing. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. So uh, you, you the transfer of numbers, transfer of form is, is so difficult. They've got Jao Pedro, who plays up front. I don't think he starts too often, but he's a sort of, uh, in the Richarlison, sort of, uh, I wouldn't say they're similar players, but definitely one of those players who are young, exciting, um, mm. probably has a high ceiling, but not someone you want to hang your hat on if you're coming up as your number nine. Then obviously they've got Damari Gray, not Damari Gray, Andre Gray and um, Troy Dini, Troy. who have been, yeah. who have played at the Premier League level and, you know, not not pulled not up any much. tree. So it's I just shit. can't, yeah, mm-hmm. so I just can't see. Not getting game, younger. Uh, at the risk of something like Michael Owen for the second pot in a row, if you're, <laughs> if, you're, <laughs> if you're not, if you're not scoring goals, you're not going to win games. So, um, <laughs> so I, that's, 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 I mean, based on like the simple analysis, like literally armchair analysis that I've given, I think that's why they might struggle a little bit. And then you see yeah, the, the business they sort of done as well. Joshua King on a free, same thing he's played at this level he's he's, and he's not good he's not a good player he's all right I mean there's Is a reason he, he went what? on a yeah, f- he's right. there's a
2: reason he's gone on a free.
0: Yeah, well. Everton Everton yeah, sure. had a look at him and they're like yeah no we're okay. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no. that's how
1: bad. <laughs> I mean he was behind in third in the packing order after DCL and and uh, Richarlison, right? And he he sort of like didn't like that so much. So that's why, you know, he he really he was excited about this Watford uh, project and he, I think he had he one really good season in Bournemouth and then Bournemouth, he played yeah.
2: second fiddle a lot to Wilson. He was a yeah, fan- a fantasy, fantasy hero, bro.
1: He smashed yeah, it that <laughs> yeah. He's do. a fast guy. He's a pacey guy. And uh, he's old as well. He's 29 now, I think. 28, 29.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just the business they've done so far. The other big issue is um, Will Hughes. Um, he, I mean, he he was there when they were playing Premier League football as well. He's a good player, but doesn't want to sign the new contract. So, I think they're a bit unhappy with that. They demot- demoted him to play the under-23. So, that's a big issue. Coming into the Premier League season, you just don't want things like that. And I think all these are the small sort of signs where like you look back at it after a season and you think, i oh, I mean, they never stood a chance. You know, they they when you've got key players not signing contracts, his his partner in midfield, Chaloba, he doesn't want to sign a contract either. And they brought yeah. in. I think. I think they brought in a couple of midfield signings, but I don't know. The it just seems. This is such a yada take on everything. But it just seems like oh, this is typical. <laughs> like relegated. You know, this this is what happens to someone who's going to be relegated. You've
1: convinced me. You know, you've convinced me. Danny <laughs> Rose on a free.
0: What the race. f*** is Danny Rose? Gonna Danny be? Rose. You know
1: what I think of Danny Rose, you know what I remember? Him walking to Mourinho's office in, in all or nothing. <laughs> I, I, want want on, I want to cap
2: on <laughs> Yeah it's yeah. uh
0: yeah i don't i don't know
2: i don't know I'm the only wild card i guess is a new managerial appointment so i think yeah um we don't really know what devil we're playing here with it's different if like sam allardyce brings you up uh yeah. <laughs> from the championship that we yeah. sort of know what to expect um but yeah i think the signings will be hugely hugely uh important in sorting out all these uh uh, have they been linked yeah, to an- Has
0: they been linked To anyone else I've not really seen anything not, not that I've seen No not, not that, that I've seen, seen As of yeah. Today but, no. uh, I right think it'd be difficult now, yeah. I think it'd be difficult Not I think super optimistic so. I think they will struggle To score goals
2: Yeah Alongside Aston Villa They might go down huh? Aston Villa, <laughs> Aston Villa After they let go of Grealish They got Buendia <laughs> nah, Bro, Buendia, bro. <laughs> 15 goals 17 <laughs> Don't worry don't <laughs> 15 goals 17 Don't play play bro <laughs> that's gonna be on so many like articles when Burdia failed right? yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah after his 15 goals 70 championship which is a village league that's why all
1: right then um I think we've pretty much covered everything we needed to for today's podcast thank you very much everyone uh, for those of you listening and um, we'll catch you on the next podcast take care bye bye
0: Sony is very lucky that his father is a better person than Ollie. And I think you, 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 you are an ostrich.
1: Next Tuesday, April Fool's Day is the biggest fool in Manchester, and that is you, David My
0: Football heritage.
1: <laughs> no one wants to be a fullback as a kid. No one wants to grow up and be a Gary Neville.
2: But, unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football.